0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to friend to Mid, a podcast about friendship. I'm Ricky.
1: And I'm Sarah. And today, we're here to talk about friendship quotes from this little book that I stole from the office uh, bookshelf. It's called Friendship is a Blessing, and the subtitle is Inspirational Reflections on Friendship. So we thought it would be interesting to play friendship brulette and randomly open up a page. And uh, see what it says, and then talk about it from there. So for once, neither Ricky nor I actually know what we're going to be talking about.
2: Yeah, I'm
0: excited.
1: Me too. So we have 125 pages, Ricky. Can you name a number? (laughs) No, wait, 28.
0: 128.
1: Okay, I'm going to go to 27. Here we go. The truth is, friendship is to me every bit as sacred and eternal as marriage. From Katherine Mansfield. Do you know her? I do not. I think this is a really beautiful sentiment. And I think for me, for sure, in my life as it is right now, my friendship are so much more important than any romantic relationship that I will can embark on. I think it's also worth noting that at the moment, I am not dating anybody. So I don't have a romantic partner so that my life hasn't become like a symbiosis with another person. Mm. I have friends that I've known for two thirds of my life and those friendships are just, you know, my friends have been there through thick and thin.
0: Yes. I was saying, yeah, friendship, I've noticed more and more is like so vital just because I think that's, Uh, And it might just be a more Western American idea, or has been ever since, like, historically, I think, like, the Enlightenment period. Uh, But just the idea Mm. that, you know, the love of your life is someone who is going to fulfill, like, every kind of role, best friend included.
1: I heard that started, like, in the 50s or something.
0: Yeah, I think from what I have been studying lately, just personally, uh, it's like just the, the yeah. like almost like the uh, Jane Austen Elizabethan kind of era of like choosing love um, and loving for passions outside of like large status settings of like, well, here's this this uh relationship is based off of like property and land and all other kind of For safety yes or
1: having kids or... absolutely
0: yeah. like you hear a lot of ancient philosophers talk about friendship being exactly that they talk about friendship being so important and so vital
1: i don't know exactly when it flipped i think it was within the last like 100 years or so Uh, and I can't remember where I got it from, but I, somebody was talking about, we used to have our friends to cover all the different emotional needs that we had. And then our partners were really just, you know, for safety or for raising kids together. Or so you made sure you got on quite like fair enough and, and you were fine, but, but, your partner didn't have to be your best friend. Your your partner didn't have to cover all your emotional needs. This like, just like what you just said, Ricky. And I do think on one side that puts a lot of pressure on relationships mm-hmm. on the other side. It's also in some ways or for some people undermining the need for friendships. I would imagine. Yeah. I have definitely seen a tendency among many of my very close friends that they don't have their friendship circles are not as big anymore mm-hmm. as they were before they be, started living in committed relationships. Granted, that really takes a hit when kids come into the picture. And there are also some people in my life that continue mm-hmm. with a very big friendship circle. But I would say the overarching trend is is more of a, you just have less time.
0: Right. Yeah. And- and it's also, surprisingly, the area where you need friends the most is because you exactly. it can feel very isolating. And it's uh mm. the more I have been in this stage of like being a parent, the more I've like understood like the need. Because anytime I talk to anyone about my challenges of parenting, it, I just always feel like better i'm just like oh yeah i don't think i just i don't talk about this to anyone yeah and so just even being yeah. able to relate and just say your frustrations out loud and have other people laugh and be like that is pretty funny i'm just so into it that it just doesn't seem
1: yeah 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 Ugh. but i think also with this trend that we're seeing with well actually it was a trend where we were growing up with more and more relationships marriages falling apart as well mm-hmm or people splitting up after having kids and stuff. There was a trend, there were some statistics in Denmark coming out a few years ago showing that uh, our generation and and younger basically would tend to stay together through like in higher rates than rates than those that are 10, 15 years older than us or our parents generation. Mm-hmm. So sort of like as a counter reaction, you know, first divorce became legal in the 70s, 80s or whatever, Mm -hmm. or not legal, but more commonplace. A lot of people got divorced. And then now the ones that are then born in those, you know, those of us born in the 70s and 80s Mm -hmm. are starting to have like a counter or 80s and 90s more actually are starting to have a counter reaction to that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think sometimes when you go through a breakup, you realize that all those friendships you abandoned several years ago. Fortunately, often those friendships can be like restarted. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, like going through a breakup where everything in your life is up in the air,
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's really nice to have your friends to ground you mm-hmm. and to help you put your life back together, right?
0: Yeah. Have you ever seen the show Dollface?
1: No, it was stream, but it's a new reference because I've seen it on Netflix.
0: Okay, so it was streaming, and the whole premise of the series is this girl, she got dumped, and then, but she had completely isolated herself inside of her relationship, and so then she tries to rekindle all of her female friendships, uh, and it's mm-hmm. and she's just like goes like, "Remember, we used to be really great friends, but they had it wasn't in, I want to say it might have been college or high school or whatever." um from back when and so it's uh and so but the whole premise is kind of like scrubs in a sense because there's like a lot of like daydreaming and a lot of acting out of different things yeah i really love the series oh, but, like but the whole premise was that it's just like reconnecting with those friendships after you've 100 like disappear disappear because there's like this animated cat that's just like all right well who are you gonna talk to she's like oh i guess i don't have anyone to talk to it's just like. Well, what about your girlfriends? He's like,
1: I <laughs> Yeah, and it's I think I don't think people are always a- aware, right? Like it sometimes kind of happens and then you're sitting there realizing, like, oh shoot. And I mean, I remember when I my last long term partner and I split, I was like, What am I supposed to do with all of this free time that I now have for myself that I was otherwise putting into that person and that relationship and even you know at a stage where I hadn't cut all my ties with my friends but I mean I can only imagine how difficult it must be if you have done that and that's not to say that friendships don't cycle in and out and that you know you can some a lot of relationships last longer than friendships but I just I, I do tend to agree that friendships are sacred at least they are to me Can you say another number, Ricky?
0: Okay, so we have 127. I'm going to go up to 88.
1: I love how random this selection of (laughs) numbers is. Uh, 88 is a painting. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Can we just do 91? Let's go for 91. When you talk, do not say harmful things, but say what people need. Words that will help others become stronger. Mm. Which I think is a Bible quote. If Ephesians is that about bi- the Bible?
0: Ephesians, yeah, sure. E p h e s i a n s. Yes. Yes, that is a Bible okay. quote. Okay,
1: four colon twenty nine NCV for all those of you. Yes, who need this reference? Um, I just outed myself as not a not a religious person because I did not understand, <laughs> but. Uh, I think this is this is very true. Like for me, you know, real friends are the ones that will tell you in a kind way and with lots of love, but they will also tell you the things that are difficult to hear. Mm-hmm. Not in a, like a confrontational way, not in a harmful way and and in a way that helps you be ready to hear them. Right. Or that, The friends, sometimes when you get that information, right, when you get that info that isn't really fun to hear, you need some time to kind of process it. So I think it's also very important for friends that can say that thing, like those truths that they can also hold space for you to process what you need to process afterwards.
0: Sometimes people, I mean, myself included, uh, will say really positive things in a really negative way or or, uh, going in a really positive direction. Like I, I have, I've told friends before in the past that like, they weren't, they weren't showing up for me uh, Uh or showing up well, and their defenses would get pretty high. And there's a therapist who I follow who talks about just like, you know, you might have a really good message. But it's in really negative packaging and a lot of people get caught up in the packaging. And so that yeah. is something that I'm trying to be more like I want to be honest and mm-hmm. I also want to be kind so that my message can be heard. But sometimes, especially if we're trying to communicate hurt, it it can get messy. Yes. So I think that that's I think that's one of the things that I am trying to be better at in communicating those. Actually,
1: things. I think that goes two ways right like one thing is if you're the hurt party trying to communicate
2: mm-hmm.
1: as you're saying i have also experienced being the hurt party that somebody was trying to tell something mm. and i felt like the kind aspect was lacking like it wasn't the right time to tell me that like i was too hurt
2: right. to take
1: in constructive criticism at the time mm-hmm. i pulled away to try to deal with what I was dealing with emotionally in relation, like in the situation I was in and also to try to recover a bit from the message I got from a friend. Mm-hmm. And I know that she meant it in the best possible way, but, but that really, really hurt, And it was not useful at the time at all. Right. Um. And she actually decided to end our friendship because mm-hmm. of that. Well, um. Yeah. Which is, I think a topic for another episode on like when friendship breakups and stuff. Yes. Um, But I have also a very close friend of mine was dating a person and for the first six or seven months of that new relationship, my friend actually didn't seem like she was a happier person. She started doubting herself Mm -hmm. in ways that she had not been doing before. They were arguing a lot and after seven months or something or 10 months, something kind of changed like a flip switched. Mm Mm-hmm. No, a switch flipped. I mean, whatever. It, it, something changed. <laughs> and they really found each other and were able to communicate. And they have a really beautiful relationship and a kid now. And wow. they're so right for each other now.
2: Mm.
1: But for those first six, seven months, I just asked her if she was aware she didn't seem like she was as confident as before. If, if he was worth it. Mm. And... I also have to give my friend credit that she's very good at having those conversations and being very aware of her own limits. And she knew that he was worth it and she was able to stick through it Mm. and talk to him about it a lot as well. But for the first while, he was very upset with me because I made her question whether she wanted to be with him.
2: Mm. And
1: then years later now. They were talking to some friends about what the relationship had been like in the beginning. And his very good friends were like, what in the world were you doing with him? Why did you stay with him? And why did your friends not say anything? And actually, my friend's husband was like, well, Sarah said something. <laughs> and I did, I really didn't like her for it at the time. Mm. But in hindsight, like they really realized that I was trying to protect my friend. Right. And this is not to say, look at me, I'm such a good friend. It's to say, it's extremely difficult to say hard things in a kind way. Yes. That empowers your friends. It's very difficult. It's very delicate. But I also think it's one of the most beautiful things in true friendships. I think I'm fairly good at saying those messages. I don't think I'm necessarily good at receiving them.
0: Yeah, I mean it's hard to he- it's hard to receive them, especially when it's uh yes. cuz like that's one of the things about friendships that I think is often underspoken about is that like your friends are people who know you very well and they also care about you deeply and they also sometimes give you reflections that are hard to hear. Uh, I'm sure I've mentioned it before, but I had one friend as I was graduating college tell me, you're not prioritizing our friendship. It feels like you're taking, you're spending all this time with this group of people, but not us. And I was like, "Yeah, you're right. And I'm sorry. I was basically trying to do this thing where I wasn't going to get hurt again because I had... I had gone through a similar life transition. I was just like, I'll just, I, I, cho- I choose these people. And these are the people who I'm going to connect to and invest all my time with. And I'm just going to let all of these other relationships kind of fall by the wayside. But because my friend called me out, we're still friends to this day. And we still, even through the ups and downs and completely different life changes, they like traveled a lot and lived all yeah. over in a bunch of different areas, but we still kept up our friendship and prioritize connecting in some way and that would not have happened if they had not called me out (laughs) on my
1: no uh, i have so much respect for friends that are able to do it in a kind way i really for me i think kind is like the key word here because mm -hmm. how are you going to give any kind of feedback and have it land well if you're not doing it in a kind way and i think or in a caring way but i think as you said like with a little throwback to what you were saying before about packaging, Ricky, like that really is. If you're bristling at the packaging, then the, and the message is also difficult to hear. You're not going to be taking it in because you you already mm-hmm. put your guards up, your your filter up, right? In Danish, we do well. I did a project management training, and we work with learning how to give feedback, right? And it's very focused on kind, concrete and constructive, I think it is. So really like, I when you do this, I feel blah, blah. Right, yes. I wish that you would instead do it this way or that you would consider that. But instead of interpreting, we tend to interpret a lot on like, Ricky, when you do this, you're doing this to make me feel this way. No, that's probably not your mm. intention, right? It, so then it's more of a, when you wear a black cap, I feel this way. When you wear a red cap, I feel this way. It makes me feel. And I would like to, my emotional response is, and I would like to see this happening instead.
0: And that's something too, I mean, you reminded me of just so many different things because we're on the same wavelength. Uh, I remember two people talking about how they phrased like insecurity uh, because they Mm -hmm. hadn't talked in a while and they're like, I really feel like you know, this other person, like, I feel like they've forgotten about me or this, that, the other. And so I just messaged them like, hey, it's been a while since we talked and I'm sure it's not your intention, but I feel really left out. And even just assuming that it's probably not your intention, even just saying that, but still communicating some of those uh, feelings is mm-hmm. like, it's vulnerable and it's open. Because then they got to, the their defense wasn't, as high because they said oh well this wasn't my yeah, because intention. you don't feel
1: attacked exactly mm-hmm. which i think is just i think that's really difficult i honestly it's it's an art in both receiving and giving it is very it's layered and it's difficult to handle and it's a lot of different things all balled up in one and it's um yeah i just i have so much respect for people like my friend who just was very good at taking that, those questions. For me, I tend to phrase things like questions that are legit open-ended questions. That's more, I've observed this, is that what you want? Or do you see this changing? Or like trying to do open-ended questions so it doesn't come off as judgment has been helpful. I definitely know that when I feel judged or attacked, it's not really super useful for me because I shut down, especially if I'm already hurting.
0: Yeah. I heard recently um, sometimes no is just a acknowledgement of un, unmatched needs.
1: Quite different from no means no. Eh?
0: <laughs> yes. Well, and I think this one is especially in times where we feel, I guess, entitled or feel owed a certain response from people. Uh, sometimes in friendships, I know I have different friends who we we don't friend the same way. And sometimes I will ask for more than what my friends are either capable or willing to do. And sometimes I just have to accept that as it is and even just letting it be like, okay, well, maybe this, we just have unmatched needs. That phrasing just helps me to understand that, like, you know, both our needs are valid. Uh, we both have something that we are wanting that just isn't in alignment here, and that, you know, there might be a better match in meeting those needs in a different way with different people, maybe
1: even. And I think that also comes back to. Just like you don't have one partner that can do everything for you. You don't have one friend that can cover all the aspects. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, I have friends that I go to when I need someone to hug me and tell me that everything is going to be okay. I have friends that I go to when I need problem solving skills in terms of whatever problem. I have friends that I talk to about dating. I have friends that I talk to about Korea. I have friends that I talk to about family, whatever it is, you know, like, the Gantt chart, not the Gantt charts. What is the circle overlapping? You know, the circles are going to be overlapping on a lot of them. But very rarely do you have or do I have friends where all the circles are fully overlapped and everything. I can talk to them about everything. Yeah. I forget what that circle diagram is called, but you uh, know what I'm Venn diagram. About, right? Venn diagram, yes. Yes, yeah, so I think that sums up our friendship quote roulette ricky
0: that was great a
1: new test type of episode yes and um i think after after playing roulette for this one we're in a very playful mood (laughs) and so as we say at the end of each episode ricky
0: friendship is a quote that you haven't cited the source for it yet. Yeah,
1: let's let's roll the dice on this one. <laughs> <laughs> but it's very I mean we always say that. Always, always. Friendship yeah, is the source of a quote we haven't checked. No. <laughs> the quote <laughs> the quote of a source we haven't checked yet.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>